Hello and welcome back to We Were Wondering. I'm Fiona. And I'm Peyton. And today we're going to be talking about the different generations a little bit. Um, In my marketing class right now, we spent a couple classes talking about like generational differences as it affects marketing. So like how to market to different generations. And I found it really interesting. So I took like extensive notes and then I thought midway through the first lecture, hey, this could be fun. So yeah, getting into some generational differences right now. So um, yeah, I'm just going to jump right into it if we're ready. All right. So we're going to start off with the depression generation, also called the silent generation. So these are, there aren't very many people from the silent generation because they'd be in their like 90s, late 90s, but they're still around. So we're going to start there. And also it's important to know also the generation that would like raise the next generation because that obviously affects their values. Yeah. So some things about the uh, silent generation, the generation, it says about 25 million um, kids during the Depression and World War II, um, they matured during the prosperous 50s. They invented rock and roll. First generation to grow up with TV. Is that true? They grew up with TV. Oh, did, when sure. did the TV become That's what I'm questioning. I, don't, I feel like grew up can't be correct. I guess it depends because when I was looking it up, like I saw slightly different definitions of the silent generation. You know, I felt like all Mm -hmm. the generations after that were pretty like somewhat concretely defined with like a five year or so difference. But the silent generation, I saw some websites putting it as like a crazy, like huge, like 50 year span and others Mm -hmm. kind of narrowing it down to like 20 or 30 years. So I I feel like that's also something we should have started with, I guess, before jumping right in. When it comes to defining the generations, it's not uh, like completely a science where there's an exact start and end date. It's like a general study of a group of people that were all born around the same time and therefore grew up in similar, you know, similar economies, similar politics, similar um, social norms, culture, things like that. Like, the and putting an end date on it is difficult and also I mean obviously if you're toward the start of a new generation you're gonna have a slightly different experience than the youngest people in that generation and obviously a generation is made up of millions of individuals so that all of these traits and values are not going to fit every single individual Um, it's just kind of a general study because it's a way of grouping people together by age so yeah, silent generation. I didn't write down dates in this one. I wrote them down for every other one. Oh, no, I didn't write them down. I, so the first kind of place I looked to define the silent generation as being born from about 1928 to 1945, but then I saw another site which defined it as 1900 to 1945, which I thought were pretty different in terms mm-hmm. of especially like what they went through. So that was, but I felt like every other generation had a pretty concrete, not super, super concrete, but like basically the silent generation is the generation up until the end of uh, World War II. I looked it up and it says the TV was invented in, or first successfully demonstrated in 1927. So 
it was around. It wouldn't have been popular, and it wouldn't have been in every home. Yeah. But I guess... But it would have existed. Because once it... And I feel like once it existed, it kind of, like, that was, like, the thing. Like, all of a sudden, because mm-hmm. that shaped, you know, the way people viewed, like, politics and that kind of stuff, mm-hmm. even if it wasn't as popular. Mm-hmm. So I guess just the impact of the TV shaped mm-hmm. that generation in a different way than, like, the generations before it. Right. One thing uh, that he talked about, my professor talked about, was when it comes to recreation, they didn't spend much time in their houses at all. Like, houses were very just functional place you go to cook and sleep and whatever. Like, that's all you did there. You didn't hang out there. Everyone was outside the house, whereas now, obviously, people's houses are, they spend a lot of time there. They really make it themselves, sort of, and that wasn't as much of a thing then. Um, As far as some of the values of the silent generation, they are traditionalists. Um, They respect authority and rule of law. They tend to work within the system. Age equals seniority and respect. So kids were kind of raised with a lot of discipline, a lot of structure, and the idea that children are meant to be seen and not heard, if you've heard that, like, phrase before. Mm -hmm. Um, Patience or delayed reward, kind of a head-down, work-hard attitude, very frugal, because obviously think Great Depression. Very Like, get your money's worth, waste not, want not. Those kind of um, phrases are what this generation grew up with. Some important experiences that they would have had during their life would be the Great Depression, uh, the atomic bomb, Pearl Harbor, World War II, all that, the Korean War. I also wrote they're unique, optimistic, despite the fact that they were raised during the Depression, Something that he said, too, that I thought was really funny. He goes, no one from this generation was ever president, which is ironic considering their patriotism. And he goes, wait, no, Biden. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh, that's so alarming. <laughs> that none of them until right now. <laughs> Anyway, how old is how old is Trump? Isn't I he like sh- the same age? It might have been Trump too. I don't know. I don't know. I feel like Biden's got a few. Biden would have been at the end of the silent generation. I looked up his. I didn't um, look up Trump's. They're they're both kind of in it. Hmm. That's still Trump, alarming. Trump was <laughs> Trump was 40, 1946, So I guess Trump was technically a boomer, mm. and Biden was forty two. That's fair. So either way, there's something there. (laughs) Yeah, and like Peyton said, it's a generation kind of shaped by a lot of, like, negative events. You think, like, the oldest, like, the older members of that generation were, like, teenagers, young adults when World War II ended, meaning that their, like, most, like, formative years of their life were during World War II, one of the biggest conflicts Mm -hmm. ever. Like, we haven't seen something like that since then. I also, and don't worry, I'll give you the statistic for every generation. Um, I found a website where it was, I think it was a study done in 2016, and it had people from each generation, like, rank the top 10 events they thought were, like, most influential in U.S. history. For every single generation, everyone said 9-11. They didn't do, like, Gen Z, because it was done in 2016, and most of them, I think, were too young to be a part of the study i don't know that's fair but every single generation said 9-11 the silent generation after 9-11 said world war ii 
the JFK assassination in Vietnam. So interesting. obviously that's data from 2016. You know, maybe back when they were younger, they would have said different things. But mm-hmm. like before JFK was assassinated, for example, <laughs> they probably wouldn't say the JFK yeah. assassination. It'd be questionable if, if they said yeah. JFK assassination then. Um, oh, this was the generation that removed the social stigma from divorce by changing divorce laws. Which is interesting given how traditional they tend to be. Yeah. But you think, like, before that, people used to be even more traditional. Like, they're still definitely yeah. more anti-divorce than, like, people are now. Mm-hmm. Even though they're the ones who started divorce. So... <laughs> <laughs> um, it says they this generation formed the leadership that led to the civil rights movement. And school as we know it today was designed for their generation. And that's, I thought that was interesting too. I don't know if it was intentional. I didn't ask. But it said designed for their generation. I didn't know if that was like a slight judgment of like school systems being outdated or if it was just saying our current school system was designed by their generation. Like I wasn't sure what his angle was there. But something interesting. I wrote notes on marketing, which I'm not going to get into in this episode. But one thing was, like, the that generation with being more traditional and kind of the way they were raised, very big on respect, which um, I think as you get younger in the generations, and we'll kind of talk about this more in depth, but it's not that generations become, I don't think, <laughs> other people would disagree, but less respectful. It's more of like a... Well, you have to earn it. Whereas in that generation, it was if you are, if somebody is older than you, they deserve respect. And so, yeah. Um, actually, this is something I'll kind of get into a little more with boomers as well. Um, some of the respect thing, but yeah. Yes. I also, I saw kind of the similar thing where it compared like workplace views for each generation said, for the silent generation, authority is based on seniority and tenor. Ten, mm-hmm. Tenure. I don't know. I always say that word wrong. Tenure. <laughs> yeah. That. <laughs> but yeah, and with that also, the they're not as big on questioning authority as we are. <laughs> and future generations. It's not just Gen Z, but... Um, yes. Yeah. It, it was a lot more like you respect the authority that's there and don't really question it and you work within the system. Yeah. Stuff we said there. I'm going to move on to the baby boomers, but we're going to compare and contrast. So we'll see, see the silent generation again. They're not gone yet. They're still kicking. (laughs) Okay. So next up we have the baby boomers. Um, also sometimes called the me generation, the disco generation. The hippie generation. According to the 2020 census, it said there's 75 million. And I didn't have years for this written down. Um, It's about 1945 to 64 or so. Okay. And that, that one was like the most agreed upon, I felt like, in every website I found that defined generations. Like everyone was pretty pretty like certain about baby boomers mm-hmm. that they were like from right after the war until 64, 65. Cool. So this is our grandparents. Your grandparents are baby boomers, right? Yeah, I think they they would have to be. I, yeah, I think so too. Unless, <laughs> unless they had my parents when they were like 10. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I don't know. See, 
I get confused <laughs> because in my head, generations are a pretty wide range. But, like, my cousins and I are different generations. And we're only uh-huh. 12 years apart. So that really throws me off when I think about yeah. the generations. I think it just depends on, like, the cutoffs. Because a lot of them, after you hit the baby boomers, it's, like, 20 years at a time, you know? So, like, yeah. 12 years could be in the same generation. It could be in different generations. Yeah. That's fair. But my, um, my parents and my grandparents are more than 12 years apart, so. That's good. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Anyways, so some defining events. Um, some of these, like, there is overlap in the events. It just kind of depends on the age of the person during that event and how it affects them. But they had, obviously, the atomic bomb for some people, like, was before they were born, if they were boomers, but they still grew up. Or when they were very young. But they still grew up with the effects of it. So think like the atomic bomb drills. Which like in hindsight is stupid. Because you're like you can't. <laughs> yeah. That's not going to yeah, do anything. it's not going to save you. But I think for at least a time. Like some people probably genuinely didn't really know. How exactly it would look if it happened. Um, but also I think growing up with that. Like learning about the threat of atomic bombs in school could create a very like scary environment also the vietnam war very controversial war obviously so that very heavily impacted the political climate of the time early cold war so cuban missile crisis berlin wall then we've got the kennedy assassination which you mentioned they had a lot of like revolutions which is cool um civil rights movement women's liberation movement sexual revolution the beatles you know yeah Beatles, also called the British Invasion, (laughs) of, like, Beatles pop culture, or British pop culture on American pop culture. Woodstock, recreational drug usage, the moon landing, the energy crisis, Watergate, all events that impacted, even if the event didn't take place directly in those years, those are all things that impacted that generation very heavily. Yeah looking at some core values they tend to be pretty optimistic and idealistic so one thing with them being called the me generation sometimes which i think millennials are also called that sometimes but um the top two generations that score the highest on a narcissism scale um not saying people in this generation are narcissists but just as far as you know um, but the top two are baby boomer, baby boomers and millennials. So this was the first generation, I guess, that kind of tended to put themselves a little more first in terms of personal gratification, personal growth, things like that. Obviously, also, we talked about all those, you know, different movements that were going on at the time. Um, that's the start of, like, starting to question the system a bit more and starting to not just trust authority. <laughs> They value perpetual youth. So (laughs) we wrote big market for anti-aging products, but also something that we talk about in terms of marketing, but something that doesn't work on baby boomers and something that they don't appreciate is our sort of modern portrayal of old people in media because there are people who want very active retirements. They want to be you know, as active as they can, as late as they can in life, seek fulfilling experiences. And yeah, I wrote often alienated by overly youth oriented ad appeals. So yeah, like if you think about 
like the historical context in which they were born. You know, they were born right after World War Two, where America was in, especially like we're talking about the American context, obviously, where America came out of World War Two, like on top as like the powerhouse country, like stronger than it had ever been before. This idea of like the American dream was really, really being pushed to them like more than it had for the silent generation who lived through like the depression it was all of a sudden they were like no like this is going to be great like you're going to do great things which is like drove this kind of like risk-taking ambitious behavior that contrasted with a generation before it just because of when they were born and what events they were coming out of mm-hmm. and also in terms of like societal norms think about the culture they grew up in of being raised by the silent generation and being taught to respect authority, respect your elders, things like that. And then now they are the elders and they're like, what the heck? (laughs) Where's our, we did our time. Like, where's our respect? Um, And sometimes our generation isn't the nicest to boomers. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that's where boomers get this reputation of being like kind of, for lack of a better word, hard asses. And Gen Z gets the reputation of being like disrespectful to older people because there's so much of a huge, and we'll get into this later when we talk about Gen Z, a huge difference in the way that they were raised and the expectations that they have for you know future generations, previous generations, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So yeah, those are some differences also from baby boomers I keep saying baby booners baby boomers and the silent generation in terms of like authority and institution and things like that but something else is they um that will differ from them to future generations is being very work oriented career oriented um working hard and having a good job equals fulfillment in life. I wrote uh, pretty high in terms of consumerism compared to past generations. That kind of goes back to the me generation thing. They tended to spend more than their parents did, which for some is true and for some isn't. Like we talked about my grandma in last week's episode. She was raised very frugal and she has continued with that. But then some people Mm -hmm. in the generation, you know, once they have money and they can spend it, they were like, oh, let's do that. You know, just a diff- two different routes you can go. You can go against the way you were raised or follow it. <laughs> they tend to be very competitive as well. And, you know, three events after 9-11. As of 2016, baby boomer statistics. The JFK assassination, which we saw with the previous generation. Vietnam War, we also saw with the previous generation. But not World War II, the Obama election, which I thought was interesting. And Obama is something that reoccurred as a defining event for future generations. Sorry, spoilers, but... (laughs) Next up, we have Gen X. Gen X is our parents, tend to be the parents of Gen Z, so... Cool. Um, I had the dates... Shout out mom and dad. Yeah. I had the dates 1965 to 1981... Does that match yes, what you had? Yes, that's also what I had. Okay. Yep. I wrote sometimes as late as 1985, but still that's pretty close. Yeah. And I wrote at the top, this is a very independent generation. So some defining events. Oh, 
this is what I was going to say. Um, they are forever tied to the Reagan era. My teacher, sp- my professor, sorry, my professor spent an entire class period. We spent a class period and a half talking about Gen X. One entire class period, an hour and 15 minutes was spent talking about Ronald Reagan. <laughs> like, mm, like Reaganomics. <laughs> um, yeah, central attitude of Gen X is forever tied to Reagan as FDR was for the silent generation, which we didn't talk about, but yeah. Grew up with fear of nuclear war. The Soviet Union was a constant topic on the news. Um, The first generation to often be raised in dual career households. More likely to be only children, which I thought was interesting. Both our moms are only children. Yes. Um, Watergate. Elvis's death, for some, was a defining moment. Mm -hmm. Um, He said it was just kind of one of the first really, really famous people to die. He was in his... 50s like not young but not old either yeah well i mean i listen i saw the elvis movie that movie was pretty good and it it made me think his death was crazy too yeah (laughs) jonestown 42 oh yeah that's really good i'm just i'm just looking up elvis now (laughs) you're good um jonestown that's the cult death right yeah yeah jonestown Um, massacre mm mm-hmm the John Lennon murder. I mean, remember how important the Beatles were in prior generation, for the prior generation. Um, Three Mile Island, that has to do with atomic weapons, right? <laughs> I don't know things. I'm 100% sure. Um, nuclear Violence meltdown, war? yeah. Nuclear meltdown. Um, the Iranian hostage crisis. The Reagan assassination attempt, which obviously for a generation that's Reagan is very important. That's... A major deal. Yes. I think the assassination of any president's a pretty major deal for that generation. Yeah. First generation to have pu- to have personal computers. Um, the AIDS epidemic. The Challenger yes. disaster. Kurt Cobain's suicide. Those are all the events that we talked about. I had written down that it's a generation that, like... Mo- more than the generation before was shaped by a lot of economic events like the stock market crash of 87 the recession the house housing market crash in 2008 which was right around when a lot of people in this generation were trying to buy houses my parents were trying to buy a house in 2008 it didn't go well for them um (laughs) so it's a it's a generation that was shaped by a lot of like economic events and, well, I guess we'll get into traits in a second, but because of that, they tend to be more cautious than the generation before. The baby boomers were a little more, like, risk takers, especially in the time period context, but Gen X is a little more cautious and, like, not as willing to buy stuff. <laughs> I actually had written down risk takers as a value from class. Really? See, so that's I had... Yeah, I had the I opposite. think it might have been, it said they're very entrepreneurial. I can't say that word. I've never been able to say that word. Entrepreneurial. <laughs> Entrepreneurs. Big generation of entrepreneurs. Um, <laughs> and I guess with that, maybe that's what he meant by risk taking. Not entirely sure. Yeah, because I, I saw it was the first generation that like 
as a whole did not do as well financially as their parents did. I mean, obviously Mm -hmm. with like inflation and all that, they probably had more money, but baby boomers were a generation that did comparatively pretty well. And Gen X did not do as well. They didn't really have the same like political situation to start their life off in. Mm -hmm. For some of the values and characteristics I had written down, I said at the beginning, very independent generation, comfortable being alone, Um, Mm -hmm. capitalist, very, the word I can't say, entrepreneurs, highly educated. So the like amount of people that got college um, education was significantly higher during this generation. Um, and that's something that kind of, as you progress, gets more and more like the, the people spend longer in school, the further you get down the line of generations, they tend to be fairly suburban tech savvy, but not tech obsessed, cynical about advertising. They're a little more informal than past generations, a little more flexible. (laughs) I have written down unimpressed and unintimidated. (laughs) Skeptical of authority and despise rules mm-hmm. and regulations. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they're they're fairly rebellious, I guess, <laughs> from yeah. past generations. Yeah, um, they're not. We're kind of slowly shifting away from this like traditionalist kind mm-hmm. of perspective, and I feel like, like I feel like if you're gonna draw like kind of a break in the generations, you would probably draw it between the baby boomers and gen x at least in my mental diagram i have going on like i feel like that's where the generation started to split apart a little more mm-hmm. i think sometimes the the gen x can be called like the forgotten generation and that's because i think people tend to think of gen x as being like the middle almost and you've got like yeah. pre gen x post-Gen X that you can kind of lump together, but then Gen X is just there. Because <laughs> you think, like, you can kind of group together Millennials and Gen Z in some ways, and you can kind of group mm-hmm. together Silent Generation and Boomers just because there's more distance, things like that. And then Gen X just tends to fall in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, because mm-hmm. I'm like, I wouldn't really group them with either Mm-mm. category. I don't boomers think they have the same values as, like, the Boomers. Yeah. I don't think they're the same as Millennials. Mm-mm. No, yeah, three events after 9-11. Number one, Obama. We saw this with the previous generation. Number two, the Berlin Wall slash end of Cold War, as in Berlin Wall falling. And number three, the tech revolution, because that's something that very much differed this generation from their previous one. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're not growing up with, like, smartphones, like future generations will, but... They're growing up with much more technology than the previous generations did. Mm-hmm. One thing with Gen X, too, they have the highest divorce rate, which I feel like makes sense. If you think about, because obviously we talked about divorce a second ago um, with the silent generation, but some of the earlier generations were more traditionalist, more anti-divorce, and then Gen X... Or no, sorry, millennials forward, I think, tend to wait longer to get married. And they're a little picky. I don't want to say pickier, but like kind of. Um, They don't rush it at all. Um, And so that makes sense then that Gen X would have the highest divorce rate. But I will say I also would not be surprised if 
as millennials and Gen Z get older, those we see numbers start to change because obviously mm-hmm. most members of Gen Z haven't right. gotten Aren't married yet, married. you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> definitely. So I think that yeah, also Gen X it's, definitely it's hard the to highest compare. compared to before them. <laughs> yeah, I would I say I would say I feel like it's like hard to compare forward just cuz there's not mm-hmm. as Yeah. A little You're easier to compare to millennials, ages. but I feel like Gen yeah. Z you can't really compare that quite yet. Yeah. I think given marriage trends, you could make a guess. <laughs> but cuz marriage yeah. keeps getting later and later too. Um, and people will talk about this in a sec, but prioritize marriage less. So next up, we have Generation Y, which is also more commonly known as Millennials. The dates I have for this are 1981 to 1996-ish. Yes, I had okay. the same thing. I had 82 to 95-ish. I saw some sites define it as 2000 being the end, but I feel like most of them were like 95, 96, 97. Yeah, I've um, seen things about, like, if you were born from 1998 to 2002, or it was some, like, four- or five-year window, it was like, you don't exist <laughs> in either <laughs> generation. You're your own thing. Um, about 79 million people. Um, some defining event- events, there's less of them as we've gone on, but the Clinton impeachment... 9-11, obviously, big one. Oklahoma City bombing, the Columbine shooting, the Virginia Tech shooting, uh, the Great Recession, COVID-19, and the 2020 racial unrest slash BLM, which obviously, those are fairly recent, but obviously, they affect that generation. <laughs> yeah. And that's all I had for events for them. I had a smaller list. Yeah. I I feel like, and this is more, this isn't an event as much as, like, it's a trend, but this is the first generation where technology was a part of their everyday life in, like, very major ways. Like, from mm-hmm. the very beginning of their life, like, technology was involved. Mm-hmm. Obviously, and it gets more extreme with Gen Z, mm-hmm. like, as you move on, but millennials were kind of the start of this, like, tech is here to stay mm-hmm. i i wrote down millennials are probably the most disliked generation we'll get to that in a sec i wrote down like criticisms versus positives for them yeah um but some of the core values that i had written down i'll just name them off real quick they're pretty confident so i wrote social justice period just social justice <laughs> digitally very social um civil engagement slash activism Big proponent of the work-life balance, more so than before. Yes. They want to find meaningful work, not just work that will pay. Big on collaboration and teamwork. I think that's specifically talking, like, within the workplace, but also just Um, Uh personality-wise. Instead of tech savvy with Gen X, um, we have tech dependent with millennial. Freedom of choice and options. They don't want to be told what to do. They want to be presented their options. (laughs) Um, They want jobs and education more than they tend to want marriage and kids, or at least they tend to prioritize that first. One thing he talked about with the millennials is that they they tend to be somewhat independent, but it's like they also want to be... How did he write it down? I did write it down later. Well, I'll get to that in a second. So... As I talked about earlier, 
Millennial millennialism? Millennials are not the most favored generation. <laughs> and that's because of a few criticisms. Like I said before, up there with boomers, it says they rank higher on the narcissism scale. One thing with that is I think I think the term narcissism has a very negative connotation. But mm-hmm. it's also just saying they prioritize themselves more. And I think that as you go into the younger generation, that's not a problem. Like, that makes sense. Versus for older generations, it's selfish, narcissistic. Yeah. What have you. And, like, I also, I imagine once, as Gen Z gets older, we'll kind of see similar things where Gen mm-hmm. Z is also prioritizing themselves more. They just yeah. haven't really gotten the same heat from it because they're not yeah. as in the workforce. Yeah. And uh, my my professor was saying, like, he was trying to not be, not let any, like, opinions out and just list things as they are. But it was funny because even though he wasn't necessarily saying his opinions, you could tell just by his word choice <laughs> his opinions. Because mm-hmm. he spoke very highly of, like, past generations and talked, used, like, words with positive connotations versus words with very negative connotations so i thought that was interesting (laughs) um Uh, they tend to be according to this entitled coddled that was one thing it says they they require constant supervision direction and structure (laughs) they're fragile and high maintenance (laughs) and a lot of these are coming from workplace comments like an employer who is Gen X or higher talking about having millennials as employees is where I think a lot yeah. of this criticism is coming from as far as like being fragile, being needing constant supervision and direction, things like that. Like that just to me sounds like it's coming from an employer. And he said in the lecture too that that's what he's heard from employers they are forever connected to their friends so just very social and obviously with social media they tend to be helicopter parents they demand instant gratification they have big dreams and expectations but they want a step-by-step guide on how to make it work (laughs) um weak interpersonal skills easily swayed by mob mentality and disrespectful of authority or elders which we kind of talked about the respect thing Mm mm-hmm so those are the all the criticisms that I had written down. Yeah, and I feel like part of that, I mean, kind of like I said earlier, it's because, you know, after Gen X, they're really, like, stepping away from the previous generations. And because millennials were, I feel like, one of the biggest leaps from the previous generations, they are going to get a lot of criticism, mm-hmm. more so than Gen Z does and Gen Z will because of the context that, they grew up in yeah and i feel like for millennials they weren't which like there's generation alpha that's like being born right now and like young gen z they grew that came into the world with the level of technology and social media and everything that we have now versus millennials and like the top of gen z who when they were really young didn't have that and then got it over the course of their lifetime Mm -hmm. so it's interesting how that would change things some positives Mm -hmm. that i had written down were that they believe in a healthy work-life balance which we talked about um highly involved in their communities 
They're pretty self-confident. Oh, value efficiency over formality, which is potentially part of, goes into the respect thing, especially in a corporate or employer setting. Um, effective users of technology and great at collaboration. Some of those are repetitive, but they've got positives. <laughs> huh. well, and it's, I feel like every generation is going to get hated on. Mm-hmm. People always look back at the previous generations, I feel, with a better attitude. Like, older generations are always going to look down on the younger generations. That is mm-hmm. just how life goes. Yeah. And there doesn't need to be a generational gap for that. It's just the elderly are always going to judge the children. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, even now, listen, I judge the little freshmen in my sorority for being out of touch. And mm-hmm. they're not that much younger than me. So, yeah, I get it. I was, I was going to say, we're kind of, we were both born in 2002. So we are Gen Z. Like, we fall within that. But we're at... We're toward the front end of it, so some of those millennial traits you can also group in with us. I feel like a lot of the millennial stuff talked about I, like, get. (laughs) Yeah. Um, my, My three events for millennials. Right. Like the two generations before them, the Obama election, also they view it as a very defining event, the Iraq slash Afghanistan wars, and... Gay marriage. So, hmm, any particular. Good for them. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I also, this this was also in 2016. So, mm. the yeah. gay marriage thing was a little more fresh. A little more on recent. Minds. Yeah. yeah. My aunt is technically a millennial. Pretty sure she's, again, on the front end. And she, like, it's funny. She hates that she's a millennial. She, she'll talk about it all the time. She's like, I just. I feel like I'm grouped in with Gen X more. <laughs> I don't relate to these millennials. I was like, I don't know. Uh-huh. Next up, Gen Z. That's us. Yeah. What were a part I of? I have approximately 1998 to 2009-ish. Yeah. Um, I have approximately 96 to 2010, so. All right works for me <laughs> yeah when i wrote that down i that's when i realized that my cousins and i aren't in the same generation that really threw me off but they're i don't know how old they are they were the youngest was the oldest was born in 2013 so hmm. they're technically gen alpha yep some defining events these are going to be almost completely repetitive from the last one 9-11 the obama presidency the great recession mass shootings Trump's presidency, COVID, and, like, generally the year of 2020. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, and I think with, with Gen Z, it's important to note, especially when you're kind of looking at their traits in comparison to other generations, I don't have three events for Gen Z because they were a little too young to be surveyed. But, like I said, every other generation cited 9-11 as, like, the most defining event that they saw, like, in their lifetime and for a lot of members of gen z even if you were alive during 9-11 like pretty much everyone in gen z if they were alive were too young to remember it and so this is a generation that's growing up after what a lot of people consider like one of the most shaping events in like modern american history 
And yeah. I think that's something that shapes a lot of the differences between Gen Z and previous generations. I, I wanted to get into also, I listed it under values somewhere, but in my class, they talked about um, how Gen Z is the most, like, dark, dark humor, mm-hmm. uh, don't tend to take things as seriously, they'll find humor in anything, and tend to be, yeah. um, what word did I use? Yeah. I mean, that's the gist of it, um, but I I think that that probably comes from a level of desensitization to all of these things, because all of these yeah. things that we've talked about, be it atomic bombs, world wars, 9-11, all those big earth-shattering events that for people who were old enough to understand it when those things happened, that impacts your view of the world. Like, when you yes. one day... You know, in your childhood, there was no such thing as atomic bombs, and now there is. Like, that's a huge change. For us, we've never known a world that didn't have all of those things. And so, yeah. and we grew up soon after, obviously, I mean, Columbine shooting, Virginia Tech shooting, like, school shootings were a big part of us um, growing up having intruder drills once a month and very seriously talking mm-hmm. about the possibility of of school shooters was something that we from the age of five years old on were very aware of. And so I think that with all of that and like constantly, and also, I mean, we can talk about the media all day. We can do a whole episode about it, but the media shows a lot of violence and media does a really good job of sort of inciting fear in people. And that's something that obviously as you, grow in technology you have more and more access to the media and so we're in a generation that has constantly heard about violence like basically our whole lives whole life all the entirety of our lives (laughs) um so there that comes with some desensitization where yeah you gotta find humor in it (laughs) yeah well it makes sense that gen z is kind of less cynical not as idealistic as the generations before we don't have this idea of the American dream that like the baby boomers have we don't have the same idea because we've seen so much happen or not seen it but we've lived in a world after it like even if when my parents talk about like how airports were before 9-11 I'm like that is crazy like why didn't you have this crazy security like so many like privacy I can't think of the word I'm thinking of but so many different like privacy and related acts were passed after 9-11 that completely like changed American society and we don't know life before that Mm -hmm. compared to every other generation does also we were the first generation to grow up with the internet which is big one (laughs) yeah that that's also important (laughs) yeah one, you mentioned privacy. We're a much more private generation than millennials. That's a big mm-hmm. difference between Gen Z and millennials. And I feel like one that you wouldn't expect because as social media grows, you would almost expect like a lack of privacy to become yeah. a bigger thing. But like you talked about, we're post 9-11 and like having levels of security and privacy in every aspect of your life. We're a more private generation. Yeah. When I had I had written down more 
same thing, more private than millennials. But I've written down that maybe it's because they grew up with a better understanding of media than millennials did. Like when millennials, like they threw it at them and they're like, oh, cool, like social media, like let me post everything compared to we were raised. I mean, I like my mom didn't let me get Instagram for a while. And then when I did, I went into it like knowing kind of the risks, what I should post, what I shouldn't post. I had a private account. I like only let friends follow me compared to if I was like 16 when like social media came out or like Instagram came out I would have downloaded that and I would have posted like everything like I would have been all over that mm-hmm. so I think just like having it as a presence in your life changes the way from the very beginning changes the way you think of it mm-hmm. like we we grew up being aware of the dangers of it as well as the existence of it <laughs> I yeah. think we're a more cynical generation as well like I think we're pretty yeah. I don't want to use the word cynical again but yeah of social media <laughs> even though we yeah. use it and are very dependent on it we're also like that's bad <laughs> yeah um some of the traits I wrote down optimistic but anxious <laughs> individualistic resourceful um value honesty and authenticity find humor in everything Um, information seekers, very self-educating because obviously think you have access to so much more information, Mm -hmm. resourceful, determined, persistent, competitive, risk averse, they value safety, privacy and uh, anonymity, (laughs) being anonymous, (laughs) instant gratification, family oriented, but they're frugal. And smart shoppers, more so than millennials, which is interesting to me. Some random other stuff. Very tech-dependent. Talked about that. Highly connected electronic communicators. They tend to be visual learners. They don't like to read. (laughs) Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Want immediate feedback and demand personalization. How is Gen Z different from millennials? I have a whole section on that. Um, more risk averse, less trusting, more private, more frugal, prefer more face-to-face interactions. That's interesting because one of the traits of millennials, it said they're, they're not as good at the interpersonal speaking. They don't enjoy the face-to-face stuff and then kind of get to Gen Z. And I guess that comes with like being more cynical also of social media. We kind of started to go back, trending back toward and valuing face-to-face communication i also think covid could play a part in that yeah more disrupted they've got a lot of things going on at once varying states of completion they tend to have less social media and with less social media i think it's also less personal like we have instagram where you'll post cute pictures or you'll post whatever versus millennials or like kind of gen x which will use facebook which is just to post about their lives and what they're actually doing i don't think gen z posts about what they're actually doing all that often yeah i i think that's one of the big differences is like millennials got like facebook and they were immediately like i can share my whole life with everyone i know and that's what i'm gonna do now Mm -hmm. compared to like i have facebook but i just use it to like keep up with my family and make sure my mom doesn't post anything too scary um and like even like i'm i'm on tiktok a lot and i feel like all the tiktoks i see of people in our generation are 
not like life updates people are Mm -mm. it's more like they're using tiktok because it's like fun and like funny they're not using it as much as like a social platform to like Mm -hmm. as a means of staying in touch with people they're using it for like this instant gratification and like entertainment Mm -hmm. the exact sentence i wrote is when social more silent (laughs) that was probably just taken right off a slide (laughs) they're more content oriented this is kind of what you're talking about think tiktok think youtube Stuff like that. Um, yes. They have less FOMO than millennials. They're active for health instead of fun. <laughs> Record-breaking short attention spans. Jury's still out yeah. on that with Gen Alpha. Yeah, I, I was going to say, <laughs> I feel like once Gen Alpha comes into play, I mean, iPad, I guess some of Gen Z or iPad kids, like the yeah, later generation. Gen but. Z. Yeah. iPads didn't exist when we were toddlers. Yeah. Um, my mom would not have allowed that. I had one hour of TV max if it was a good day. I think I think I had a bit more than an hour, but it was I was structured. Yeah, I was pretty limited, I feel. Mm-hmm. I was a big reader though. Like my parents had to like create restrictions on reading. I wasn't allowed I wasn't allowed to read while walking. I wasn't allowed to read at the table. I couldn't, like, bring books to public places. So I guess I was, like, a, like an iPad kid, kid for books. Yeah. yeah. But no no books in public. It was, like, hmm. I was classy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I had limited notes about Generation Alpha being that it's from 2010 yeah. on. They're children. Yeah. But, they're too um, young to really, like, know what they're – like yeah one thing that was written was titled the google generation i don't get that google's been around like it's not like it's a defining thing for them versus us you know but um yeah children of gen x and gen y they're predicted to be the largest generation to date um they're going to adopt technology faster they're mostly likely going to have increased health concerns also increased autoimmune disorders. I don't know how you predict that, but it was a prediction. Um, health concerns, uh, I guess I understand with being like my cousins being 10 or however old they are, like during COVID, that and literally being taken out of school, yeah. things like that, where for us, we understand like we were seniors in high school. We were like, well, this yeah. sucks, but it didn't impact our like early formative years. Start school earlier and stay longer. These are predictions, obviously. I said that. They're anticipating that they'll have smaller families, delayed marriage and children, which I think is just a continuation of millennials and Gen Z. Um, Yeah. And they will probably have better career opportunities due to large-scale retirements. I find that really rude. (laughs) Can people retire now? Yeah, seriously. I want their jobs. Um, Yeah. Anyways, to end this episode, we're going to do a little Google. Oh, my God. Google autofill. I'm not saying it again. I've tried to say it so many times. (laughs) Google autofill. We're doing a little game. So I typed in some variation of which generation and then let Google fill it in. And I just took I scrolled down the page and took whatever was answered the most. This is not scientific. (laughs) Um, Fiona doesn't know the answer, so I'm quizzing her. So I typed in, which generation has the worst? 
Which generation has the worst mental health? Um, I would guess Gen Z. You would be right. Yeah. Which generation has the worst work ethic? Probably millennials. Or they would say Actually, Gen Z. It was Gen Z. Yeah, I was like, I think it depends on if you're talking about career or like school, yeah. but probably Gen Z. Yeah, Gen Z. Um, that was all for the worst. Next up, which generation is the smartest? Um, hmm. I'm trying to think of like who like Google's things, you know, like. <laughs> I'm maybe... I, I checked articles that were clearly written by varying ages. of. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to say maybe Gen X. Actually, Gen Z. Or Gen Z. Z. Yeah. I was like, I feel like every, like, Gen Z is the most this. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Most educated. They tend to go the furthest with education as of now, obviously. Um, Also, the first generation to have, like, actually unlimited access to information. Which one's the laziest? Um, They're probably going to say millennials. There was a. Or they're going to say Gen Z. There was a tie here. Yeah. There was a tie kind of. It was pretty 50-50 millennials and Gen Z. Which generation yeah. is the happiest? Mm. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's, I feel like it's maybe the boomers. I don't know. <laughs> Gen it X. Said millennials. Really? I think that they think that millennials just don't care about anything other yeah. than themselves maybe maybe they just happy. post so many pictures of them smiling that they're like oh That's they true. must be happy have you checked on your millennials recently how are they doing <laughs> um oh i was gonna this is where i cut off i was gonna google which generation has the best and i said work ethic and it was all over the place and then i stopped there because i had to leave but um all of the above questions were more or less career-based answers like every answer would give a in their careers or at school or whatever their like Uh thing is it wasn't necessarily talking about outside of that um and it was almost entirely from the perspective of employers so Mm. yeah they don't like us. <laughs> yeah. Well, I also think it just reflect. I mean, A, if you're, there's some sort of selection bias. If you're looking at, like, internet sources, they're going to write more about millennials and Gen Z and talk more about millennials and Gen Z because they're, right. like, new and fresh and everyone knows who the boomers are. Like, we don't need <laughs> to know more about the boomers, but what yeah. we want to know more about is, like, the upcoming generations and those are the generations yeah. that like society wants to make a judgment on compared to mm-hmm. the boomers and even gen x who kind of have their more established place and they're like we don't need to categorize you as much as we categorize later generations so i feel like right. it makes sense that for a lot yeah. of these like worse blah 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 they would be the younger generations yeah and i think it will be in the future too like yeah we're going to be saying it about them. <laughs> so. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, guys. Obviously, generations are something we could spend a lot of time talking about. You could do a whole episode about each generation. Um, so we kind of glossed over everything. But we find it interesting. Hope you did, too. Yeah, and hope you learned something just about yeah how people are people. You know how it goes. (laughs) Exactly. 
um follow us on all of our social media you know if you're watching hey i'm waving to you if you're listening i'm not waving to you so you're listening hey sorry Um, so that's it for today's episode. Yeah. Let us know <laughs> if there's note. anything that you want us to cover, because that'd be fun. Yes. Um, and we'll see you next Wednesday. See Bye. Ya.